Hey, this is Kurt Angle, the greatest wrestler of all time and Olympic gold medalist. And you're listening to the amazing, awesome, incredible Wrestle In Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Flight of Five, the show all about top fives in wrestling. I am your host, the grain maker, Ryan Dilbert. I'm joined today by a writer from Post Wrestling, a translator, and a dog mom, Karen Peterson. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Oh, you got it. Um, you're someone I've seen on Twitter who I've really appreciated. You're an asset in that you translate a lot of Japanese promos and, and tweets, and it, it just allows myself more access into yeah. that world. Um, so definitely appreciate that. I'm glad I'm, I, that's one of my goals as a bilingual fan is that it's, it can be very difficult, especially when you use machine translation for a language as complicated as Japanese. And I yeah. know we talked about a little bit about it beforehand when we were off air about, you know, you studying Chinese, it's, it's the same thing where you can't, there's so much nuance and multiple ways to be read that relying on a machine translation doesn't necessarily yield the, um, the correct meaning at times yeah. and sometimes the direct translation is not always the um one you want to use especially when you're covering news yeah i can imagine with slang and stuff and and, and just like i teach fourth grade english and sometimes the kids are like why do we say it that way and i'm like i i did it i don't know it's just for this we do that for that we do this um for every example, for every rule, there's an exception to the example. So most definitely. Um, so when did you start learning the language? Uh, for me, I started learning my sophomore year of college. I took one year of Japanese language while I was there. And then I, I got really ambitious and wanted to learn a second language while I was in college. So I also took a year oh, of Italian. <laughs> nice. Um, but I kind of have a, a, a pseudo minor because in order to get a Japanese minor at my university, you had to have two years of the language and I only did one, but I did a lot of uh, cross-referenced courses in uh, literature, history, film, art. So that's kind of where it started. After I graduated university, I worked in the public sector for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And about the first year into my, my, my desk job working for the university I had just graduated from, uh, a friend of mine got onto the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program. And that was the, the teaching program that many of my uh, classmates had gone on and my professors would recommend for anyone that wanted to go live and teach in Japan. Mm -hmm. So after, you know, sitting at that desk and being like, there has to be more to life than this. Because <laughs> when I was 14, that's when Sailor Moon hit the state of the, uh, the United States. Oh. And I was, the, I was like the, the, the weird nerdy kid at school with like the Sailor Moon lunchbox, the corduroys, the vans. That was me before all of that was now considered cool and hip and fashionable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. There's not, um, <laughs> it's not nerd culture anymore. Like, no, it's, it's very, anime ma it's mainstream. very mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so but must, yeah, must different. so I applied to the teaching program and then part of that particular program, because it's sponsored by the Ministry of Education, there's an interview portion that you have to go to the either the embassy or the consulate. I went to the consulate down in Miami and they're like, well, you've ranked these top three places, Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto. Mm -hmm. What if we can't put you there? And, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, 
gun to my head. I didn't say that part, but it was one of those things where I was sitting there and I like, you know, there's a panel of people like staring at me waiting for an answer. I'm like, I don't care where I go as long as I get to go. And they sent me to the most rural, rustic Mm. population, very, very low population density prefecture, one of the smallest in the entire country. But I had the best five years of my 20s living there, surrounded by rice fields and on the Sea of Japan. Yeah, so that's how it all started. Unfortunately, during that time, I wasn't into professional wrestling. I'd watched WWE in the in the, the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars unfold in real time. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Japan, I just at a point I had just stopped watching wrestling. So the prefecture I was at was so small; they didn't get very frequent wrestling shows. Yeah. It was like you see like a poster in like a lone bar somewhere in town, but then you look at the date and it's like three years ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a really, really, really small place. So for me, it was one of those things like I had seen it on TV. I had seen the, you know, the magazines at the bookstands and the, at the bookstores, but I never, I never, it was one of those things where it's like, I wanted to ask, but I didn't ask, but now I kicked myself because I could have gotten in on the ground floor of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Okada, like all of that could have happened while I was over there. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Right. So, but for me, I discovered Japanese wrestling very, very in a shallow manner when I went to an NXT house show in 2014 and the main event was Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville against Finn Balor and a debuting Kenta slash Hideo Itami. Okay. So from there it was like, I was like, who is this guy? Why is he important? And so I was like, all right, I'll hop on ye old internet and do some research. And then that's, I, I, at that time I discovered pro wrestling, Noah picked up a couple of DVDs and then just kind of didn't really dive into it, mm-hmm. but I was in NXT when Shinsuke Nakamura debuted. I was there when Oscar debuted. I was my first full sale live experience was the, the finals of the cruiserweight classic. So I saw Kota Ibushi oh. wrestle for the first time. So it kind of started spiraling from there, but I didn't actually start researching more about the Japanese scene as a whole until 2017 when I saw Kushida wrestle in a tournament that was actually being held in the UK by WCPW, which was the Pro Wrestling World Cup. And they had like a whole Japan bracket. It was all the New Japan juniors. And I watched him wrestle a young a young lion named Sho Tanaka. And I was like, who are these guys? Mm. Tell me, <laughs> tell me more. And then I asked a friend about it and they're like, you mean you haven't watched because Shinsuke was in it or Nakamura was in it or sorry, Nakamura, Finn Balor was in it or AJ Styles. I'm like, no, I was, I wasn't ready. So my friend's like, here, start with this tournament. I'm like, what's this tournament called? They're like, it's the G1 climax. Now, if there is ever a time (laughs) to dive headlong into the deep end, it's with the G1. (laughs) Yeah, you get to see everybody, see everybody's <laughs> best effort. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it ends up working out just right. And now you're, you know, you're deep in the scene and on the Joshi side too. Yep. Which is where we're going today. Um, and we're going to talk of road trips. Karen, if you're on a road trip, riding along, you need to stop for a snack at the gas station. You got one drink, one snack. What's what's your go-to? All right. So I went to the University of Florida. So I've always been partial to Gatorade, believe it or oh, not. Oh wow. Okay. I prefer Gatorade 
it gives me the sugar e fix that a soda would normally give mm-hmm. me, but also gives me the hydration that water gives me. It has to be the blue ice one, the light blue one, okay. not not the dark blue one, not Powerade. It has to be Gatorade. Now, for or is the other option a snack? Yes, yes. Okay, so it'll have to probably be something that's easy to consume while driving. Right, right, right. Because uh, usually my road snacks, I, I'm not a chocolate person, and also like potato. I love potato chips, but they get everywhere. Um, I would probably have to go with gummy bears. Oh. <laughs> Because I'm not gummy bears and Gatorade. I would yeah. not have. Uh, <laughs> would not, that sounds good. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, you know, they make cocktails where you just throw gummy bears or other gummy fruit like snacks into like something that's kind of fruity. So it works. It, it, gives, it gives me the the you know the sugar I need without feeling exceptionally guilty about eating a lot of junk food while I'm driving. Yeah, not too bad. And I'll bet Florida is the same way in that. If you bought a chocolate bar, by the time you got into the car, it's like liquid inside the bag. So yeah. no, yeah. no thanks. I mean, I do love a good, you know, Reese's peanut butter cup. I love a score or a score bar, but yeah, I have to wait until like the, what we kind of have winter, which is basically like the warm spring for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And then you, then you can, um, Twizzlers would be another option. Oh, now. Yes. Yes. Um, in Wayne's world, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's, they, they have a device with the Twizzlers where it's like in the car and you pull it from like the roof. It wasn't at the red, there were red vines. Oh, right? they were red vines. That, 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 they? It was really, really long and they had to like, cut I would, it. I would put Twizzlers instead. Um, Same. <laughs> but we, my sister and I tried to like invent that and like manufacture really? We we're not engineers, so it didn't work. But, oh no! Um, it just looks so nice just to pull red candy from it was, the top. It, it of the was car. it was like a very simple device that I wish somebody would have made their millions on making it because I would. Yeah, you can market told, it. I would have totally had it on my sun visor or like clips to the other sun visor right next to my garage door opener. <laughs> Excellent. So I think you and I have similar uh, goals with snack like sweets energize you know sometimes people go in and they come out with like healthy things and I'm like, no 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 this is a gas station run we're, we're not a banana first thing in the morning before we go that's we get on the, the road same. yeah but not while i'm driving now excellent um <laughs> we are going to be talking today a very important and serious topic our top five joshi wrestlers we'd like to go on a road trip with so karen i hope you have space on your mantle we'll probably win an award for this, um, this award-winning, I mean, award-winning top tier, S tier episode, a flight of five. Absolutely. Um, 17 stars. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, so with so many options here, where, how do you put your list together and narrow it down to five? Okay. So I eliminated all of the wrestlers I regularly talk about because okay. on this road trip, I want to get to know five wrestlers and i also okay. tried to pick ones from different age groups so one who's a teenager one in their 20s one in their 30s one in their 40s and one in their 50s hmm it's very well balanced i like I'm that a, I'm, a, I'm a virgo i like i like everything organized <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good um it's more creepy for me as a man to go on a road trip with a, a 19 year old 
but yes, that um, is very true. But you, you're you're fine. Well, we're um, assuming we're traveling together in a caravan. You know, we stop yeah, with breaks. Yeah. We rotate out. It's fine. <laughs> okay, it's totally good. It's fine. Um, um I kind of thought, who do I just vibe with energy wise? You don't. I'm I'm kind of low key, low energy. You don't want two people like that. I think if it's just two people on a trip. You want someone to balance you out. You want a more hype person. I can I can get them scaled down and they can put me up and vice versa. Uh, so that was one of my thoughts. All right. And then just who has good stories to tell? Like where yeah. they've been, what they've done in their life. Because um, you're going to be talking. You're driving around. Most of what you're doing is talking with a bit of a snacks in between. So that was my thought process uh not as it's more more gut feeling i think than yours sounds more organized and spreadsheety which yeah. i respect <laughs> i work with a lot of spreadsheets at work so Excellent. it kind of, of spilled over <laughs> into my I, i'm assuring you i do not have a chart or like a powerpoint for you it's it's all just scribbled on a notebook but it should work out well because you know part of the magic i think of the show is we go in blind, we don't see each other's list. So where are we going to overlap? Are we going to overlap? I think every show I've had the same pick as someone else somewhere, or, or at least close, somewhat close. So we'll see if we can break that streak and have five separate, but, or have five exactly the same. Do I, I, um, you mean I can be the Brock Lesnar to break the streak? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you can make some history. Um, but before we get into the actual list, Karen, do you have some honorable mentions that didn't quite get there? All right. How many honorable mentions? I have three. There are no rules. All right. So we're, we're chaotic here. Since we're coming up on May and we're coming up on the anniversary of the passing of Hana Kimura, I put her as the angel on the roof, mm. riding along. Um totally someone that was gone too soon oh why am i getting all emotional over this hold on <laughs> and it someone that i feel i wish would have known how much she was loved because she was oh, yeah. truly loved by the community yeah. and how sorely she's missed so i would put her she's she, you know not not in the trunk and not on an like have an empty seat holder for her because you know being hana and being who she is she would totally be just like kind of like um like Oh, what is it? Mad Max Fury Road where they're like riding on the roof with like a guitar with like flames coming out of oh, it. Oh my God, yes, yes. Or yes. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert with like their giant like drag costumes like billowing in the wind. That'd be Hana on the roof of my minivan that I'm apparently driving with all these people in it. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. I mean, she is like the most likable person. I, I, like, you know, you, you see her in wrestling like instantly you go, man, that person seems like, could be your best friend. I I heard a interview on, on the Joshi pod with Cheeseburger, just talking about his memories about her and like their friendship. That was uh, such a great episode. Just sounds like, she just sounds as awesome as you would assume. I had so, the pleasure of meeting her that. when I went to Tokyo two years oh, wow. ago. Um, yeah, I went to my very first stardom show at Shinkiba um, and I was able to pick up some of the Polaroid two shots photos and one, one mm -hmm. of the ones was with her and absolutely lovely. 
And she actually remembered me a couple of days later because apparently, you know, there's not many foreign women who go to stardom shows that speak Japanese. So I kind of remind, like, stood out there. So yeah. she went, she saw me in the merch area getting, going to buy a, a shirt to, so I can meet with Shibata. She's like, hello again, Karen Sensei. I was like, oh my God, you're so lovely. So she is, she's truly someone that like, what you saw was what you got. Mm. Very sweet. That's awesome. And very, she didn't pull any punches, which was always wonderful. Yeah. So, so that was the first choice. Well, great start. Gonna bring it, bring it, bring it up a little more. Bring go okay. back with a happy little bit. Uh, okay. Mina Shirakawa. Uh, yes. She, I didn't know of her in her time with Tokyo Joshi Pro and while she's working on the Indies, but I love everything that she. Uh, has done as a member of cosmic angels she has an energy about her that i like you know talking about people you vibe with i think she and i would have a great time mm -hmm. um but i didn't put her in the car because we'll get to that why she got outranked by somebody else um but she was someone that uh i like that she studies english that when she was challenging for the swa championship she made it very well known that she wanted to take the belt and take it abroad and start challenging people with it and you know, expand Cosmic Angels and stardom as a whole that way. Mm -hmm. So I totally, totally respect that for her. And she also, she has her own little podcast. She doesn't talk about wrestling that much, but she does take time to answer fan questions and I really enjoy her. And the third, which people who know me are gonna be very surprised that she's not ranked in on this list is okay. Starlight Kid. <laughs> I see. I, I liked Starlight Kid when she was a baby face, but ever since she's turned heel, she has found that thing she needs to become a superstar and what i love about her is that she she's just leaned into this character so much that it feels like she's always been this character but she still has the moments where yeah. she, she shows a softer side of herself or you know she still hasn't beaten mayu so that's always at the forefront of her head um she's gonna or she's also gonna you know she wants to be a grand slam champion so it's like, she's very ambitious, but she's also very young. She's just turned 20. So in, in Japan, for those who are listening that may not necessarily know this, uh, up until earlier this year, the legal age in Japan was 18, or sorry, 20. They've lowered it to 18 for certain things, but pretty much you're not considered an adult. You can't, you know, you're not supposed to smoke. You're not supposed to drink, you can't vote, but now they've lowered it to 18. Okay. But it was one of those things with Starlight Kid, She's been young and you, we, we mentioned earlier about, you know, you being in a car with underage girls, that's, <laughs> that's, and I say that because that's one of the difficult things about Japan is that with the idol culture that they have over there, they heavily market the girls to a point where it might be uncomfortable for some people to say that they're a fan of a woman's promotion just because of the mm -hmm. side eye you might get or the things that people might assume about you. Yeah, you definitely see that, um, which is bizarre because it's like it's just like some of the best wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, that's the, really the reason. That's I, I where think, I'm over there. I think it's one of those things where, where it's like a couple of bad apples spoil the whole cart because, sure. you know, there are fans like yourself and other fans that I know that are very, you know, they're they're straight male wrestling fans that just love what the product star is putting out. But then there's the wrestling fans that make it weird with inappropriate comments or counting down until X wrestler is considered legal. And it's because, oh. you know, for me, when I was growing up, I remember the radio stations here were counting down to the Olsen twins were legal. 
And that was them just turning oh 18. God. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I've seen that side of the fandom. Mm-hmm. And as a female fan, it, 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 it's extremely infuriating, especially with, with everything that happened with speaking out two years ago. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I want to become a voice in the community to help it make it safer especially when it comes to the Joshi scene, because, you know, unlike here, usually, usually you have to be 18 to wrestle in most States. There are people, you know, there are some individuals that are under the age that are like training with like parental monitoring and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty rare, but it's a very, a very rare circumstance. And at the same time, in Japan, they, they stardom has their own dojo and you can start there in middle school if you want. Like the, the Hanan and her two sisters, Hina and Rina, all started as junior high school students. Yeah, when I was so eleven, when there. I was eleven years old, I was not thinking about becoming a professional wrestler. <laughs> I was trying to learn how yeah. to do a dance squad routine for a basketball game, and that was about the mo- the most of it. It's just a whole different world and mindset. I, I can't imagine that either. Yeah, I mean, my body was so underdeveloped too. Same at that age, like I wouldn't even considered it um well i'm glad you didn't put starlight kid on there now that she's turned i don't know if you can trust her to travel with you guys so well uh, if, if she were, were to get, get get lippy i just throw her in the trunk <laughs> well, you have a, a plan don't worry good, it's good. a minivan she can breathe she's not gonna be locked in the trunk she'll be able to poke her head over the seat you've thought about it okay we're, we're prepared i've done Excellent. many a road trip in my day okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I just have one honorable mention, and I put uh, Yuki Kamafuku from Tokyo Joshi, who is a motorcycle enthusiast and like just a really cool person. She's like, it seems like someone you want to hang out with. Um, a friend of mine, their uncle took a trip on motorcycles from Florida all the way to Santa Monica, just following I-10. You call it I-10 in Florida? or Yeah, or we inter- you know, no, we use the I, I okay. and the number. Yes, same. Um, the motorcycle part sounded kind of uncomfortable being on a motorbike that long. But the trip sounded really cool. Like, yeah, to see like all those states to, you know, take your time and like really see the US and the freedom of a motorcycle. I thought about that and then Kamifuku, but then I was like, I'm not going to put her on there. Just I just too many bugs in your face and all the kind of uncomfortable motorcycle things. I actually watched what was it, Grand Princess Tutu, her match with uh, with Oscar Veni. Yes. And I remember her rolling in on like a motor a chopper, oh. and I'm like, yes, queen. And it was one of those things like for me, like I'm you know I live in Orlando. My parents live near Daytona Beach, so bike week is a thing every single year. But you know, now that you say that, you wouldn't be on a, a car trip with her. You guys would be. Yeah. I, I picture her driving a, like a big hog motorcycle, and like <laughs> you'd hang out like the side carriage with her, like navigating. That sounds. Like, big helmet, good. big goggles, just be like, "All right, let's go." And she's like, "Yeah, no problem. I got this." I would much rather do sidecar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, the sidecar might it. be a little more comfortable for you. Yes. Yes. I can navigate. I can. Um feed snacks, whatever, whatever's needed. Um, but yes, that entrance was awesome. I mean, that whole show was full of great entrances, but I really enjoyed that show. That was, that was the first was so good. proper full show of theirs that I watched. Well, that's a good choice. 
because there's some bad ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's their best show of the year and like a really good representation of their growth. Like they're starting to really blossom into this very firmly number two Joshi promotion. Um, so good timing. Okay, so honorable mentions out of the way. Interesting thoughts already. Um, let's head into the list, the real list. Where did you go for number five, Karen? I'm going to start with Azumi because she's 19 years old. So for me, what I love about her is that I love her story. I love how she started. Again, we were talking about, you know, what we were doing at 11 years old. I wasn't thinking about doing anything very serious in my life, but this, but she's decided that she wants to be a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And as a result, she is, has a very long career in stardom, almost as long as stardom has been around, which I think is fascinating. Cause she's still so young. Yeah. She, she, she still hasn't even turned 20 yet. So for me, it would be one of those things like I would want to know why she made that life choice and try to understand what it's like growing. Like it, it's kind of like talking with a child star mm. about growing up in the public eye. I, I'm very curious to know how she handles it, how she handles it with the pressure as someone who's more veteran, especially in Queen's Quest. Now that Momo has moved to Uedo Tai, if she, if, she, if she wins her five way in a couple a couple of days or so, um, will she be because she's the most veteran in Queen's Quest at this point? Usually by Japanese, what they call joge kanke, which is like senior and junior uh, relations, like based on like age and seniority. Mm. Theoretically, she should be the one to take over Queen's Quest because she has the most experience out of everyone in Queen's Quest. So it's one of those things like, is she okay with possibly someone else that isn't her being in charge and stuff like that? So I'm just, I'm very fascinated by it. And I think her skill is absolutely outstanding. Every match I've seen of hers, I don't think I've ever seen her have a bad match. So she would be the one that based on her age and I'm going to basically probably work backwards from youngest to oldest in my ranking to burst the bubble, but (laughs) she is, and she is the only person from stardom that is on this list. Okay. That's interesting. That was the the other reason why Shirakawa and Starlight Kid weren't included. Cause I I started making my list and it was all, all, uh, Startup, and I'm like, no, this doesn't work for me. I want, I want to have diversity on my my road trip. I like the way you think, um, definitely, because then it becomes samey for sure. Um, but I'd like to talk to her about how her mind works, like putting together a match, like her, her thought process. Because for being so young, her like vision of wrestling is so impressive. Like. The stuff she does in there and the, the, the some of my favorite matches of this year, it's like her, she's all over that list. Yeah. She's just so creative and like, how do you come up with that stuff? She has an ex- so, insane wrestling acumen. Like she can just, she can just like look at everything and just piece it all together as if she's like sewing a, a, a quilt together without absolutely. absolutely, with absolutely no thought to it. She just, she weaves a beautiful, beautiful match together. So I definitely like to, ask her about that and see if she could vocalize it it might be a thing you just you just do it and you're like i don't know this is what i do i just yeah. I do this and i do that I, I, whatever um so great start okay um i i went stardom as well for my number five and i went with himika yay i like himika and that's really the reason she's so likable when when donna del mundo stormed into the scene she kind of stood out because everyone else is so um, 
tough and mean and she's nicer you could tell even though she's <laughs> she's trying to be you know she's big and strong and stuff but she seems like like your buddy like even if she's putting on that that uh tough guy face especially if you see her on twitter um she's very silly and she often posts pictures of her with treats like i'm eating candy i'm eating chocolate i'm eating this and i'm like yep you and i are gonna get along very well if our road trip is heavily focused on what's the next good thing to eat. What's the yes. next treat? Um, so I feel, I feel good in that way. One of the things I like about Himeka personally is that she is, as you said, when you look at Donna Del Mundo, you have, you know, you have Julia, you have Micah, you had Shuri. We're all, they're all very tough, gruff, rough and tumble power fighter mm-hmm. girls. And Himeka People, of course, are going to talk about her size because she's the jump of a princess. But most, more often than not, people assume that if you're a larger person, or in this case, a larger girl, you're automatically going to have to be aggressive and angry. And, you know, you can't move as hard as everyone. You can't do certain things. But her match with Shuri over the weekend at the Cinderella tournament, homegirls jumping off of turnbuckles. And Mm -hmm, I'm like, where have mm -hmm. you been? Where have you been? (laughs) So it's one of those things like she always... She's an she's an outlier. Like you 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 need to keep an eye on her, mm-hmm. but because she she has the uh the the uh sheep and wolf's clothing. No, yes, sheep and wolf's clothing, not wolf and sheep's clothing. Because she she does she doesn't come off as intimidating or scary. She just has a very soft smile about her, and I think that what, what endears her to a lot of people. Absolutely, um, excellent. So you said you did not go to startup for the rest. So I'm curious. Where you went, number four, then? Number four is Tokyo Joshi Pro's Yuka Sakazaki. Because I've had the pleasure of watching her live in the United States. And I think she's a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. She's very chipper. She's very happy. But she could also flip a switch and be very no-nonsense and be very um, fast-paced, hard-hitting. I just love that she just... She makes everything look effortless, especially when she like she'll jump from the top rope. She just like wee like like she she floats <laughs> everywhere. Like it, it, she doesn't seem like she's like she doesn't fall. She doesn't look like she falls heavy. She as a boy, is it Buzz, Buzz Lightyear would say, she falls with style. <laughs> um, but then the opposite side, when it's time to like slug it out, she has like the nastiest forearms around. Yes. So like that, she, she's like the dichotomy. one friend at the bar that if you know. You, you might have one too many. She's the one that is going to be the one to pick a fight or to end a fight that starts. So with, with her, it's like, I'd like her in the car with me just because I think if I'm having, you know, I'm not saying I suffer from a bit of road rage, but there are times where I get a little frustrated with other drivers. And I think she'd be mm. the one, she'd be the one to kind of uh, cheer me up and talk me down or basically say, here, have a snack. You need to eat something right now. And then if things got physical with the road rage, She'd have your back too. So she'd be the one to take care of it. I would be like, so one my friend here, my friend here is going to take care of you. She's like five foot flat. Yeah, yeah. It's going to knock you in your ass. That. Exactly. Well, speaking of um, Tokyo Joshi and shorter wrestlers, uh, my number four is Shoko Nakajima. I love her. Um, Good shout. As long as you can find a car to fit someone who is. Um, 147 inches as Valiant. Did you see Valiant Akin described her as 
or listed her as 147 inches tall. Oh my gosh. Of, instead of 147. She'll be riding on the roof. <laughs> She'll be the car. You'll just ride on her. She's use it as a roller skate. So it's like your car and my car. She's going to So assuming you can fit the biggest kaiju in the, in the vehicle. Um, and I know like Hyper Masao is the, is the famously funny person from Tokyo Joshi. But I think Shoko is the funniest person on that roster. Like she's just got a big frenetic energy. Uh, and if you type in the greatest pre-match promo, there's a promo of her. She's trying to speak English and talk trash. Um, it is like, it, it's, it's hilarious. Um, I know she would make a lot of uh, funny moments in the car and, and just make me crack up the whole time. And I talked about my energy kind of juxtaposing someone else's. I think that's perfect. Like she's hyper, 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 high motor. And then I'm like, okay, now it's time to bring it down. Let's do a little yoga break or whatever. So I think we would, I would balance each other out pretty well. Yeah. I think I I've seen her wrestle live as well with AEW when back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And for me as a long time, you know, lifelong anime and gaming fan, she gave me such Princess Mononoke vibes when she came in with like her little wolf costume yeah. thing going on. I was like, I don't know who you are, but I really want to know who you are. And then the match she had was great. So it was one of those things where I, I was happy to see her win the championship. I didn't, I didn't know because again, I'm very new to Tokyo Joshi Pro mm -hmm. and that whole scene. I didn't know that it was her second time winning it. So I'm sitting there, you know, at like zero dark 30 with my coffee, just crying. Like, I'm so proud of her. This is so great. And like it already happened. She became, she was champion before. I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of her. I feel like she's great. <laughs> Still a big moment too. I mean, also like to beat the ace and the end boss and their rivalry like stretches back to the, the beginning of the promotion. And for some reason, Shoko's the one that's been able to beat Miyu. Um, so that to me, that's really interesting part of the, the, the situation where you have the unstoppable force, but it's the smallest wrestler who keeps chopping down that big tree. Yeah. So, um, that story really resonated with me for sure. And moving along, you went to Tokyo Joshi stardom. Okay. Where are we going for three then? Oz Academy slash freelancer. Hmm. I'm going to go with the lady destroyer herself, Hiroyo Matsumoto. I first experienced her here in Orlando in 2018 at the second Mae Young Classic in a match with Rachel Ellering, then Rachel Evers for NXT. And I had no idea who she was, but everyone's like, she's this amazing like women's wrestler that has a Godzilla gimmick. And I'm like, Godzilla gimmick, I'm sold. <laughs> and then of course she's like, I love a good power fighter. So she reminds okay. me, like, if you want to put lump, not lumper in the same category, but like her and Himeka are kind of on that same vibe, taller, stronger woman. Right. Um, I just, like, she just seems very, she's very, because I know so little of it uh, about her, I would want to just pick her brain. Like, I know that she works part time in Minoru Suzuki's pile driver shop. I want to know how she got into that. Uh, I want to know what made her choose the Godzilla persona. I want to know what it's like to tag with Dash Chisako. And I think with her, it's it's the, we're close in age. So it's like, it, it doesn't have the same age gap that I would, like, 
with Yuka and Azumi, mm-hmm. I kind of would feel like I'm like their mom taking them on a field trip. <laughs> right. <laughs> as opposed to being on like a road trip with my girlfriends. And I feel like Hiroyu falls into that that age bracket where it'd be more like, hey, I'm out with the girls. We, you know, and you know, we can, you know, go to bed early and wake up and start we 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 drive at dawn kind of thing because I'm not a late night girl. So for me, it would be Nice to have someone that's closer in age to balance out all the youth that's going on in the car right now. And like you said, there's so many, there's so many stories you want to hear from her because when someone works all those different promotions and goes all around Japan like that, like there's a lot that happens that would be really interesting. So I'm sure you have plenty to hear hear about. Um, And she seems, I mean, she's always, she does a lot of tags. So it seems like a lot, you know, comes off as like a loyal person, like someone would have yeah. your back. Um, so yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, later, I'm going to ask you to steal one from my list and, uh, and vice versa. So okay. I'm already eyeing Matsumoto. <laughs> okay. um, for no, my number three, I went Lulu Pencil from Chaco Pro, also some AEW. The chillest person on my list, um, but someone who's like, super nice and super sweet like that's part of her gimmick which is not normally a wrestler gimmick like nice try hard person um but it works very well for her i I just saw a video with her and cm punk when it was cm punk's birthday and she like gave him she started crying because she was like so happy to meet you oh no relatable i think i would would cry meeting cm punk as well (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like we would get along well. Like, um, we're both emotional. We're both nice. <laughs> I would like to learn about Chaco show. Pro from her because I don't, I know absolutely nothing about Gato Move or Chaco Pro other than the names of a couple of people who cycle through there. And you got to know there's some wacky th- stories. I mean, the stuff on screen is crazy. So what's going on behind there? I can't imagine. Um, and then and also, I'm, not, I'm happy, if- happy to wear the hat, you know, and be part of the army and all that is that part of the pencil army is that you have a hat to wear yeah she has this like pink hat um and when you're like inducted into her faction her like oh, army that's very like, formal it's like you, a ceremony <laughs> well i'm making it sound like that you just you offered <laughs> this object it's a symbol she gave cm punk um the pink hat and he was like okay i'm officially you know, I'm part of this army or the. That's awesome. I love that for her. <laughs> so we could, yeah, we could have matching gear um, for the trip. So happy about that. Hey, it makes it easier to spot them in a crowd when you're at a rest stop. <laughs> There's the pink hat. There's my girl. Did we lost somebody. Oh, there it is. Um, I didn't think of that, but that's perfect. Yeah. For safety reasons. Of course. Okay. Um, we're moving quite a Quickly here, already at your number two, Karen. The final boss herself, Mako Satomura. Oh. She and I are the same age. I am two months older than her. So for someone who's had a, as long of a career and as decorated of a career as her, again, long road trip. I want to pick her brain. I also want to, I also want to hear her thoughts on that, that mistranslation that someone had about her and Minoru Suzuki being a couple. I want to know if they oh. laughed about that because with, with that particular translation, for those who don't know, the concept of tsukiai, the, the, there is the meaning that they're dating. 
not okay. Sasomura and Suzuki, just the concept that that's usually what you say when you're dating someone. But you can also use it to mean you've known someone for a very long time. Okay, just close to someone. Yeah, so like like professionally, they've known each other for a very long time. Uh-huh. That that was the intention, but uh-huh. somebody read just hit translate and it said, "I've been dating her for ten years." Like that's not. Nope, nope. <laughs> I mean, they'd have terrifying children, but that's Absolutely. not it. <laughs> but it's like it's stuff like that where I I want to know. Because, you know, most of the promotions in Japan are based in Tokyo area, whether it's Tokyo or Chiba or Kawasaki in um, in Kanagawa Prefecture, like all surrounding Tokyo. But she chose Miyagi Prefecture in North Japan, in Tohoku region. That's where Mirai comes from. That mm-hmm. was the region that was greatly affected by the 2011 uh, earthquake and tsunami. And it's interesting to me that, that, that that's the place like, I don't know what her ties to that particular area are, because if I remember correctly, she's not from there originally. She's from a different mm. prefecture, more central, close to Kyoto. I could be wrong. Um, I'll fact check it afterwards. But yeah. it's one of those things, like, I don't know why they pick. It's, it's like the part of Sendai that she's in is it's it's like where I where I grew up, where I lived when I was in Japan. It's rice fields and small city, a small city with like lots of like little suburban areas. So it just makes me very hmm. curious as to why she picked that place. I want to know like how she decided to open up her own school or her own dojo um, and what her feelings and process were when she finally got signed by WWE because she had to relinquish control of that to somebody else. Yeah, and then go she- to to NXT UK of all places. Like, you know, I'd like to know the process behind that and like what she what yeah. she hopes to accomplish there and all that i mean I she's already she's already their champion so i don't there isn't yeah. really anything else for her to do unless she's to become the nxt uk champion which she could yeah sounds, <laughs> but my hope up. is that before she retires and oscar retires that they have a singles match at wrestlemania yeah while and- they're both well, under the the wwe umbrella both yeah. in, under that umbrella that you know they're both closing in on 40, if not, they're already both in their 40s. So it's one of those things where, you know, they can still go. Lord knows they can still go. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's like everything else, you know, as, as you age, you know that you're working against a, a good old father time is not on everybody's side necessarily. So mm-hmm. I would just love the world, the, the, the whole WWE universe to experience what could be possible especially with the two of them in the ring at the same time. Oh, for sure. Uh, and when you talked about her, you know, being a trainer and a promoter, like that's got to lead to a lot of stories. Like what was it like with Chihiro Hashimoto and like getting her started? Um, he was the one who trained Kagetsu. He's the one who named Kagetsu, so I like, believe. That's plenty. That's awesome right? stuff to talk about. Um, but I think I'd be too intimidated I don't know if I I put her in my list just because is she that scary in real life? I wonder, you know, like she seems like someone who might not smile. Um, But you never know. People, you know, flip a switch when the lights are off. Um, Who's the real Mako? I don't know. But that's, yeah, she's more on the scary side of me. So I did not, I did not consider her. Yeah. But I see your, I see where you're going there. Um, I went, Back to Tokyo 
for my number two and pick Maki Ito, who was the, like, the first person I thought of when, when we were talking about this list and this idea. She's the first person that popped in my head because she seems like she has a fun time in her life. Get um, ready for a lot of sing-alongs in the car. <laughs> and that's a bonus. Like <laughs> we, could, we could sing, um, you know, some J-pop stuff, What you know, whatever sing-along. We can hop in a karaoke bar. Um, I'm a little worried that we made too much fun and she might want to stay up like three day, three nights in a row. Monitor um, her sugar intake or she's going to be bouncing so, off the walls of that car. <laughs> so I'm a little worried, but I mean, it would be the time of my life. Um, and then she's famous for using like English cuss words. Yes. So I could tell her, Hey, look, I have some other ones you can use. And I could teach her a little bit. Maybe she could teach me some, some Japanese ones, uh, and do a little language exchange. There you go. Um, down for that. There's a lot, a, a lot of layers there. That's a good, that's a good shout. I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I think I Maki and I, we would probably get along for the first part, but if she's like too high intensity the entire time, mm -hmm. I'm afraid that at some point I'm going to pull over at a gas station. Like, right, you need to step out <laughs> and calm down for 15 minutes or I'm yeah. leaving you here. <laughs> I think it's got to be a short trip. Like yes. uh, two, two nights in Vegas or something like that, you know, like overnight in vegas i don't know yeah. if you can go for two nights she might go hard you gotta be careful <laughs> just one just one yeah maybe maybe you're right but like a, a brief hit it hard trip and then recover for two months um that's sort of what i'm thinking a vacation from your vacation <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um i it's a possibility we might have the, number, the same number one. Oh, really considering your your plan of well mako's older than her, I think. We'll see. Um, Karen, who is your top choice for Joshi wrestler you'd like to go on a road trip with? My top choice is Joshi legend, YouTuber and retired wrestler, Bull Nakano. Okay. <laughs> Not the same one. And there I we go. <laughs> so one of the things that has always fascinated me is that I always wanted to know about her heyday in Japan mm -hmm. because when she was at her peak and prime, I may have watched WWF at my cousin's house because him and his friends watched it. And that was the extent of it. I had no idea who she was, but it wasn't until I got started getting into the Japanese wrestling scene. And one of my friends started sending me old matches. He's like, you need to watch this person for this, 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 and this. And he sent me some of Bull's matches. And I was like, I want to be her yes, <laughs> and yes. like her, tra her transformation from, you know, from wrestler into running her own bar and like doing and playing golf. And like, you know, she's enjoying retirement, I guess, but she's doing so many other things. And uh, her YouTube channel focuses on interviewing a lot of other female wrestlers, especially ones that she wrestled with in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I want to say that she, Oh, is it? she's interviewed uh, Jaguar Yokota and like some mm. other big names from that, that era of women's wrestling in Japan. So I, again, it would be, I think we could turn on the like turn on some soft rock, just roll down the windows, let our hair go. Nice. And then just, just, just talk about life. And, you know, she's older than me. So it would be the, uh, you know, how, how, you know, learning about what it was like being a wrestler during her generation. Right. Because my first experience was the Attitude Era. 
which as a woman, or, you know, I was 19 at the time, going, entering my twenties, it was very difficult for me to understand what was expected or thought of being a woman, a female wrestling fan Mm -hmm. at that time. And it was difficult. Like, so it it would just be curious to know what it was like being a female wrestler at that time. Yeah, that is a great pick. Um, I didn't consider retired wrestlers, but that makes sense. They have more time for, for road tripping, yeah. uh, for one. They're not, lo- they're not locked into like a match <laughs> every busy. week. They have, yeah. they have the time. Uh, and really one of my dream articles to write is a inter- like a long form feature about her golfing career. There are not many wrestlers who went into golf or vice versa. I don't know if there are any other ones. It's just an odd. I, I think I think Tanahashi plays golf, but recreationally, yeah. and some some other wrestlers do as well. But Bo was on tour. Like I don't yeah. know. If she was, I don't think she was. She wasn't in the top, you know, ten or anything. But she was a professional. Um, yeah. Which and then so, all so all wrestlers, this like tough, gritty bulldog of a wrestler plays golf, which is such a, you know, kind of not prissy sport, but it's like, it's, you know, fancier, it's, high it's, end. It's kind of one thing. in Japan that kind of has status. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're of a certain class or a certain, um, if you affluence, you play golf. You see Bull Dukana with the, the, the hair and the makeup and crushing people with her legs. And you're like, and jumping off of oh, stages definitely, and definitely lighting people on fire. But <laughs> Yep, my top pick for a professional golfer. <laughs> so you've got a lot of uh, a lot of things to talk about for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think and I, li- I think I, like I think she'd be the place to f- she would be the one who'd be able to find the really good wine bars. I, I have a vibe <laughs> about her. I think she'd be like the 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 brunch spotter. Mm. That's my brunch girl right there. Absolutely. Okay, winner winner. Um, when you said YouTuber, I thought we were going to have the same number one, but we did not. My number one is Asuka, as in lowercase WWE Asuka, not Venny, who's like, seems like super funny, happy-go-lucky, energetic person on her YouTube show, on like just her social media and just backstage stuff. She's got such this massive personality. She seems like she would be super fun to hang out with. Um, And then you have when I thought about stories, your time in Japan, wrestling, the various promotions there, she used to be a graphic designer. Like, what was that yeah. like? What was that like translating from that to, to wrestling? And then when you're in WWE, I mean, the, the personalities you're, you're crossing paths with is, is amazing. So, and she's probably has some Vince McMahon stories. I would like to know what Vince McMahon thinks of Asuka um, and what their interactions were like. So I want no. I'd, ra- I'd rather have her Triple H stories. <laughs> as, as somebody who was yeah. a, a tried and true black and gold NXT mm-hmm. girl, I would. I I want. I want the Regal stories. I want the Samoa Joe stories. Okay. I want the Triple H stories. I want all of that from well, basically her or anybody else that NXT. Because you know, for me, like Triple H became my sentimental favorite when I started watching NXT. Like I, I yeah. saw him wrestle. I think it was the Undertaker in like two or ni- 1999 and some like house show, Sm- SmackDown house show down in Tampa or whatever. But it wasn't until he was NXT Triple H that I was like, yeah. you're, 
you're the best thing that's ever happened to American wrestling for WWE. So yeah. Um, she's that's a great, she's a great shout. I, I, I think personality wise, she and I would get along very well. Yeah. I, um, I briefly interacted with her on Twitter. Um, I said early on in her NXT career, like, Oh, you know, like you're doing some amazing things. It's just been awesome to watch you. And I like copied and pasted some Japanese phrase that, I tried to say like, uh, great job. So yeah. hopefully it was, it was good, but she was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, so we're basically best friends. So it'd be very course, easy naturally. to um, very, very, just call her up. We can travel around. Um, and then when you're in WWE, you, you go all over the, the US. So like, yeah. um, she would know parts of the country that I don't. Like if any of these wrestlers want to come to, to Houston or to Texas, look, I know, I know this area very well happy to drive you around but she has you know a, a vast experience geographically so um ask her where to go and, and yeah. go from there i i think with with her immense travel schedule throughout her time in the in the united states i think she also is another one when it comes to finding food mm-hmm. she she's she's the way she's like forget yelp let me <laughs> let me t- check my list what city are we in i got you Absolutely. I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to find your stuff fast when you, you're in and out of those cities. I, I think we did make some history here. Um, yes! We did not cross over. <laughs> Even with the, um, the limitations of Joshi. <laughs> I mean, not for sure, but we, 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 it was touch and go for a while. Cause you know, we had similar promotions, similar yeah. interests, but first time ever love to see it. Uh, I'm going to go back over your list. Okay. And then Think about who I'm going to steal here. I would like to steal one person and put them in my car. Um, number five, Azumi. Number four, you said Yuka Sakazaki. Three, Matsumoto. Two, Meiko Satomura. And number one, Bull Nakano. I'm going to go with Bull Nakano. Like I said, like I'm so interested in that that golf side of her. I want to hear all about that. So um, hey, you guys could probably stop and play around, or at least yeah. go to a driving range somewhere. Teach me a few things. Um, so that's where I'm going there. Nice. Um, my list from bottom to top, I went with Himika, Shoko Nakajima, Lulu Pencil, Maki Ito, and Asuka. If you had to take one of those and put them on your, your uh, caravan, where are you headed? I think I'm going to take Shoko Nakajima. I, okay. I think she would bring a good vibe to the car. I think... She'd be the one I think I would have the most fun with. I mean, not that they're all not fun, but I think my person knowing my, knowing how I am when mm-hmm, I'm in a car mm-hmm. and a road trip, I'm the one that likes to drive because I was in a really bad car accident when I was 18 years old. Oh. So I get very I get very antsy and uncomfortable when other people are driving. So I like to be the captain. I could like be the pilot of my ship. <laughs> so I th- I think Shoko would be the one that could talk me down, but also pet me up when I need it. I think I think she might be a sleeper hit for doing the card sing-alongs. She might she might be a good DJ. I think. Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm curious about like their the the kind of music you would play with each of these groups. You said um, um, Bull Nakano. I imagine like chiller old classic rock, um, but Maki Ito, maybe some like baby metal. Or you know, I do I do, I, I do love the baby metal. So something maybe that direction there. 
Awesome. Uh, your, throat will, your voice will be wrecked by the end of it, though. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it has to be a brief, a brief one. We're not going, we're not going Florida to California with 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 Ito for sure. Awesome. I'm happy with both of those. That's excellent stuff there. Um, if people, Karen, want to find you and your work, where where do they go? If you would like to find me, uh, the best place to go is probably on Twitter or Instagram at Hey Karen Sensei. I also do stardom coverage for post wrestling at postwrestling.com. Mm-hmm. And on this April 30th, I have launched my first issue of a weekly column for post focusing on the Japanese women's wrestling scene called dream slam weekly. So I'm going to be doing a roundup of all the different women's promotions, as well as uh, Japanese wrestlers that are like either doing prom- uh, promotions or uh excursions abroad or working abroad so that's where you'll find me uh i also hop on twitch every now and then but Mm -hmm. that's very very few and far between because i I like to play animal crossing and when i play animal crossing that's kind of like my 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 downtime i I go fishing i Mm -hmm. plant some flowers and fruits Mm. and vegetables and i just kind of like go about (laughs) my day it's not very exciting (laughs) yeah um it's tough to name columns dream slam weekly is is pretty awesome I, I have to give credit to my counterpart at Post Wrestling, uh, WH Park. I was struggling to find a name for mm-hmm. it. I, I had something simple like Weekly Joshi Journal or something like Weekly Joshi Digest. Like nothing like nothing was popping. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I got you. Jazz and he, it up. he was like, what about this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds like an actual show name for a promotion in Japan. So I will go with that yeah, one. That's perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Um, on my end, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Dilbert. You can follow the site at WrestleIn. So that's Russell, I-N-N. And when you subscribe to WrestleIn Podcast, you get this show every other week. Noob Japan with Kieran, which focuses on one specific Japanese wrestler. That's every other week as well. We have a monthly Joshi podcast called The Ocean Cyclone Show with myself, Trent, and Scott. And if you join our Patreon, you get early access to all those shows, but also the pod, the uh, Patreon exclusive into the Wrestleverse. It is kind of our goofiest show, wackiest show. Um, Kieran, Libby, and Trent, they just kind of go nuts and just talk about whatever's topical. Um, to me, that's worth subscribing on its own. Karen, it's been awesome talking to you, and um, thank you so much for, for coming on. It's been my pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. And everyone at home and wherever you are, thanks for listening. Until next time, cheers.